My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, Life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. How in the heck are you today? (laughs) I am doing very well. Thank you, my elf, but I'm not as good as you. Not even close, man. I'm just going to say you're not close. (laughs) So everybody knows I warned Brenda that before we started recording, I said, if you hear any background noise, it's probably the ocean. Yeah. And (laughs) not as good as me. And then, of course, I had to continue and say uh, the one who's the happiest about being here is Sookie. Yeah. Um, because she has a ball. In fact, she will only uh, go potty and on the beach, like not the grass, but the beach. And I said, she's a smart girl. Uh huh. And then you said, well, you would if you could. And I said, who says I don't? <laughs> I am not a beach pooper, just for the record. Don't put that out on Twitter. <laughs> But we decided to just carry on with the recording. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm just so glad that we get to talk and record it. And, and we have this great group of people that like to listen to us, just talk about our stuff and things and shoot the shit. And today we are shooting some very important shit. And I mean, I'm just keeping on the sticky theme with the beat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. And this is this is a very current event, I think. Um, at least that was. Oh, my nerdy elf got inspired, right? You got. I it. did. I got super nerdy, guys. Like, uh, I mean, overboard nerdy. I, in fact, for those that are keeping score, I normally would print because I still print because I'm that person. Um, 
you know, maybe 15, 20 pages to do research on a particular topic. Um, I was topping out at about 250 on this topic. Like this is a very extensive topic that we're talking about. So I totally went nerdy on it. And what we're talking about today are, I don't know how, you know, you're the one who taught me actually about this, which is each generation comes in with a mission, a, an assignment. Yeah. I don't know the right word to use. Well, it's a, think of it as a frequency, right? It's, there you go. It's, they, they vibrate, they call to each other before they come. Let's do it. Let, let's check this one off the box. Let's get it done. And then all of a sudden they're here. <laughs> and then here they are. And Just like that. So all the souls who are like, oh yeah, that's part of my assignment. Oh yeah, that's part of my assignment. They, they start preparing to come at the same time so they can support each other or sometimes to challenge each other. Like they'll set that up too. I love that. I think that's what John and Cubby and I did. We all decided, let's just go be gay. <laughs> and let's some but two of us date really throw, you know, just to keep a wrench into it, just to keep everybody guessing, right? I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, but this for me was, and why I thought it would be an, an, a, a really important time to, to talk about it at, at length, because we've made comments. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, like millennials. We've made a few comments about disease, not disease, the Z's. I know I can <laughs> mispronounce things. You actually thought I said disease earlier today, but it's the letter Z. If we're if we're British, we would say Z, <laughs> the Generation Z. You're welcome, UK listeners. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I loved the Australians for their great show Wentworth. Now I love the the uh, the British for saying Z. But it is it's. Uh, I, I read an article and just my normal nerdiness, and it was an article that was centered around, or it was more of a, a an opinion piece, right? And the opinion piece was talking about how no matter how hard some groups try, they can't stop progress. And that's kind of the umbrella idea of kind of digging into this because recently, you know, I read a lot and unfortunately seen a lot about these, um, I think Moms for Liberty, different religious groups that are banning books, burning books. And they are, and they're doing this on books like I Have Two Mommies. They are, they are banning and burning books. a very dangerous book. <laughs> right. I have two mommies. Exactly. By right. the way, y'all get in line. If Suzanne and I were up to be moms, I promise you there'd be a line out the door because we'd be the best, best damn moms ever. <laughs> um, and, and as your fur babies will attest. <laughs> uh, right. It just ask Suki. She'll tell you. And, and so there, so all of this is, is, is happening and it got me thinking and wanting to dive into what, what is going on? And it's, and some people want to call it politics. And I, I just, I don't want to talk politics because this is so much deeper and bigger than a party. This isn't about a party. This is like soul level stuff. Well, and soul party. <laughs> it's a soul party. There you go. Yeah. And because what it feels like to me and why, and to dive into these, these different generations is that it looks like it is a case of older other generations uh, demeaning and not listening or caring to what the newer generations are coming in to teach us. I think it's an, an age-old problem of people think that wisdom can only come from if you're old. Mm. I've met a lot of really dumb fucking old people. So <laughs> I actually think that that is such a false statement. It's like wisdom is wisdom, baby. It's yeah. not. Aging does not ensure wisdom, right? No, it doesn't. No. No, no, no. It doesn't. Because um, we would live in a very different world if that were the case. Well, it, seriously, we wouldn't. Because we're, A, by the way, interestingly, we're an old country. Like we're an aging country. We're an, like technically versus other countries, we're older. Like in terms of who's living 
in the, the, um, in the country, the population yeah. now, you know, the population you, is older. But as a, on the whole, the U.S. is a baby country. Oh, we're very much a baby. We're like yes, we are. I mean, so it's interesting that, so let's just go back to the book burning part of it. And of course, tell me when you want to stop for a break, because I know you will. When I get all nerdy, <laughs> I, I want to be break free. Okay. <laughs> but let's go back to this, because it, it's interesting because the it feels like the the parents who are choosing or the religious organizations that are choosing um, to do the book burning book banning let's just keep with that they're retaliating against their own children because the more that I've researched into Generation Z they're the opposite this is a generation that is all about you know gender fluidity. Working to them is a means to an end, you know, unlike the millennials who want to love their job and only do it part of the day, um, <laughs> says Miss Generation X, who hasn't stopped working, um, who continues to. Um, I'm out of retirement again. What the hell's wrong with me? But this is a generation that, I mean, talk about coming in to teach a lesson, right? Like they are teaching us from at least let's talk about their gender fluidity because this is what a big attack is coming from. They are coming from a place that is telling us, y'all forget about the birthday suits. <laughs> let's focus on the soul, right? Like this, we all are one. We come from one place and that's who we are no matter what our birthday suits look, birthday suits look, bleh, I can't even speak, birthday suits look like. And they're, they're saying like, forget it. I don't even, I don't, don't call me him or her. You know, don't call me, don't call me heterosexual or homosexual. You know, I am they, I am, I I am, <laughs> is what they're saying. Right. Which is, which is so, you know, from, from the lens that I look at it, it's, you know, it's Saturn and Aquarius, right? Saturn, which is the structure, mm-hmm. it's the foundation, it's things, it's uh, constructs that have been here for a long time. And Aquarius is, is in the house of Aquarius, which is all about the collective. Mm-hmm. It's all about tribal, like who who are, who's your tribe and taking care of it. And then it's all about innovation. How can we innovate on these tribes? How can, what are the systems that are going to support the new? We don't care about the old. So it's this clash that it has to resolve itself. And of course, you know, Saturn moves from house to house slowly, but <laughs> it does. Right, it does like it, it takes like 30 years, plus or minus uh, a couple of years to go around the whole astrology wheel, right? So every, like every 30 years, um, you know, every house gets visited and so that's why it feels like the 60s right now because you talk about age of aquarius like this is these are the the boomers which we'll also talk about we'll probably just kind of weave everybody in and out throughout the conversation but they're the ones right like they're the ones like put down your guns and uh let's wear daisies (laughs) and with that we're gonna go find some daisies (laughs) and we'll be right back after this break I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics. 
as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And welcome back as we're wearing daisies. <laughs> Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> and, uh, well, no, I mean, I shouldn't, but it doesn't, shouldn't is a word that doesn't prevent me from doing things. Have you, you very well know. Is, is not uh, something that the, the, the um, Generation Z would approve of. They're like, nothing's off limits. Yeah. See, I love them. I honestly, but I love all generations for different reasons. I'm being really, I mean, I am. Just a loving elf. <laughs> I am a loving elf, but you know, it's sometimes they are hard to love the different generations at first because it is, it flies in the face of what we think we know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I struggled with that with the millennials for a while, not long. It was very brief. Um, and then I started to understand what they were trying to do. And boy, did I embrace them. I'm like, you know, cause they were like, they were all about balance. And, uh, you know, I had had worked with a lot of millennials and of course I was doing double the work that they were doing. That's when I went, wait, I think you're right in this. I'm wrong. (laughs) You know, it's like, I think you have, it. I think I'm fucked up. I have something to learn here. Wait a minute. (laughs) Right. You know what? But I think, and here's the thing that it was why I believe we really wanted to do this episode was to maybe help open minds so people don't have to resist. You know, you cannot agree with something, but just to resist an overall generation is not going to get anybody very far. And it's just going to be frustrating for you because I've been frustrated. Look, as we're all trying to renew, right? We're still close to the beginning of 2022. Like, 
how can you develop a new way to engage with the world instead of resist what is, right? What's coming? What can I learn from them? How can I might, I, I might even be able to support them. Yeah, chances are they're not going to want to listen to you, but if you listen to them, you can connect with them. And then yeah. that, that can feel like support. And I will confess really quick, because I'm going to give us some statistics about disease. The Z's, I, the, yeah. <laughs> the, Z, the Z's. It's, it's interesting that because I just just dawned on me. I feel more connected to my nieces and nephews on both sides, my side and Suzanne's side, than I do their parents. Ah, they are exquisite. Oh, these Zeds. They are exquisite. Mm. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about them. They were born between 1996 and 2014, just to give everybody some context out for everybody. Obvious, they've always been wired, right? Like yeah. they. They grew up walking to televisions, trying to, you know, touch them to go to another screen. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've been trying to swipe things. Interestingly, and this is on my list of, of one of my articles that I read. Um, and this is a really funny article. It's, um, and I'll get in a second, it's a religious article. So you'll understand when I say number three on their list is they've seen porn. Oh. So this, this, this article is actually going against millennials. And you'll understand in a minute why it is. I mean, not millennials. I'm sorry, the Zeds. They say they've seen porn, maybe lots of it. No other generation has had pornography so readily available. I don't know. I had it available. Um, but whatevs. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, again, you just, in sexting, and they talk about that, they're more accepting of sexual fluidity, right? We've talked about that. They are racially diverse. In fact, the funny thing with them is they, they're like diverse. That's, it's our world. What do you mean? Like, yeah. what's, there's no difference. It's you guys are stupid, which, yeah. which I love them so I deeply for that. It's pretty deeply. powerful, right? Deeply. Yeah. Deeply. I love this generation. They're pretty independent. They um, are aware of a, our troubled planet. You know, that's they have that in common, certainly with the millennials. They are also just in mind, justice minded. Like they are keenly aware of issues concerning concerning poverty, human trafficking, refugees, racism, all of those things. By the way, they're practically perfect so far, right? Like, <laughs> and in the porn part, I don't give a shit. Like, porn, porn away. <laughs> Here's the part that's interesting. This is part actually blew me away. I knew it, but they put statistics behind it. Is they call them post Christian? That's their okay. term. They say almost a quarter of American adults and a third of millennials claim no religious identity. They are claiming that Generation Z is like, I think they're saying 78% is kind of considers themselves that. And here's, this is my, this is my favorite part though. I have to tell you, I'm going to, I am going to read a quote. I didn't want to read a quote, but I'm going to, because um, it made me laugh. Generation Z is very secularized, where the fuck that is, says this guy named Rich Eubanks. He's a student minister at Oak Grove Baptist Church in Burleson, Texas. It's a mouthful. He says, he continues, previous generations grew up with some Judeo-Christian values of the past, at least as a reference point. Today's generation has little to no acquaintance with the gospel. He goes, so we have to start with square one. This is a Bible. It has 66 books. It has your story and God's story. We have to speak in simple terms. So here's the thing. I will tell you of the 250 pages that I printed out, at least 200 were about disease. And most of it were from religious bloggers, writers, whatever you want to call them, because they know, like if this 
like in 50 years, if this trend actually continued, like the churches will be boarded up or used as ice skating rinks. Like that is, I think, a fear. And Can we say that in those 200 pages. <laughs> that's really and, Okay, well, that's my uh, that's my version of what. Just wanted, just wanted to check. You know, nobody said skating rink, but I mean, there's some pretty lovely churches that would be really great skating rinks. Not for nothing. <laughs> Excellent. Well, first of all, I do think, you know, obviously the percentage participating in organized religion has been dropping for decades. Yes, it has. That's just, that's, you know, what's going on. Um, But I'm curious, do you have any statistics compared to other, to the millennials? Like when they were, did they talk about how they were engaged in religion? Yes, a third. A third of them. And here's the thing. Um, Many of those inside those numbers that actually are engaged are ones that go with their parents. So once they get out of the parents' house, those numbers tend to drop even more. Sure. But you're finding the Zeds are are not even going with their parents. And also a lot of their parents aren't going. So you're seeing, I mean, you're absolutely right, but it feels very, if you guys can see. Yeah, I'm like doing a little, my hand going down off a cliff for Bridget, so she doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's this cliff. But if you think about it, it all fits in to their overall worldview, right? Like they're about fluidity. They're about, you know, they're, they're saying we're all the same. And, 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 and Christianity doesn't do that. We're not all the same in that. And so I think that's part of why they reject it. Yeah. Yeah, because they there's a, a demand of conformity. Yes. Right, an expectation of conformity, I should say. And they're the opposite and of that. There's a, and there's an absolutely expectation from the Zeds that says, um, we need you to be individual. We need you to be yes. who you are. We, we demand that. And if you show up like a cookie cutter, we're going to blow you up. Like, we're going to blow you off because there's nothing, there's no there there, right? I mean, look at what they've done. Let's just be honest. I still have on Squadcast here, it says Julie, in parentheses, it says elf, elves, just because I think I'm funny. <laughs> but you show me any social no, any so, social platform that doesn't have your preferred pronouns on it, they did that. Yep. I'm just going to tell you, yep. if you've written that down, you can thank a Zed. Yeah. They have done that. They have successfully made us rethink and relook. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful. Yeah. Yep. Right? Like that, it's like if 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 I could... And seriously, I love these guys. I and again, I, I I I love them all for different reasons. I love millennials for other reasons, but these guys, I feel like uh, uh, back when I was a kid, you might remember Sean Cassidy, right? Remember Sean Cassidy? Yeah. So you? he had an album. I wrote a. I wrote. Okay, I I don't know if I've told you this, but I wrote. A, um, <laughs> so glad we a have fan, this <laughs> I wrote a fan letter to Sean Cassidy when I was in my single digits. So I was not t- quite 10 yet. And I asked him to come play at the Miami, Oklahoma Civic Center, a concert. By the way, he never did it. Um, Can you believe right? that? So rude. Right? So, so rude. <laughs> he used to work on the Fox lot as a producer on a show. Anyway. Um, you never tracked him down? <laughs> I, you know, I felt a little slightly embarrassing. I mean. Just slightly, not a lot. But if I would have seen him, I would have said, you didn't answer my letter, motherfucker. <laughs> Sing a few tunes of the do run, run, run. But anyway, he had an album called Born Late. And now that I've dug in and I've really got to know the Zs, the Zs more, I have them in my life. I'm surrounded by them. I now think I want to be one. I love them. <laughs> I really do. Like, I love them. I think they're incredible. And I think that what's happening and the world right now, because the thing about the burning of the books, it's not protecting them. 
it's protecting the parents because they can't accept. They don't, they don't want to have to deal with explaining this to their children. I mean, it's, I understand there's a lot of things, you know, that parenting is hard, like, you know, clearly, like, how do I talk to my child about this is, is really hard, but not talking about it is not parenting. Like you have listening, right? The thing is listening. They're not listening to them. Yeah. Well, it's them that are cool with two mommies. Don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> but still they expect from their parents some context right right yeah. indeed so indeed yeah. all right well we need to take another break and we'll be right back <laughs> oh hi i'm rachel Zoe, and i'm back for another season of my podcast climbing in heels you might know me from the rachel Zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist and guess what I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And we are back talking about generational vibrations, frequencies, soul missions. 
old earth school arama like you know, we <laughs> talk so much about earth school lessons and i love it because i talk in my daily life about it. i talk to myself about it like i, I do too <laughs> i mean i do i'm like oh shit I, this is quite an earth school lesson today isn't it okay good all right i'm on yep but this is the this is so big right i mean big in terms of numbers so we we deal so much with our own personal earth school lessons we have our own missions things that we need to accomplish and learn and seek and so on and so forth these are the really Right. And so now we're zooming out into generational. So it's not right. even just a year. It's like, you know, three, five year generations that will focus on, on this sort of experience that, and, and there is a raising of the bar that, of humanity really mm -hmm. is what they're doing. And, and again, every generation has done this because you cannot stop progress. Right. As much as some of the minority groups want to, you cannot stop it. I mean, I will tell you, and I'm, I mean, then I'm going to pivot qu very quickly over to millennials because all of our millennials know I love them too. I can just tell you the difference from, in terms of gender, we've talked about this, so I'm going to make it fast, is my grandmother, who would be a thousand now, but <laughs> from her, where she you know, grew up in a world where you, the, your value as a woman was that of your man. You got your value from your man. Yep. The progress that has happened since then it's crazy. is undeniable. Yeah. And, and as much as we haven't moved forward, as far as a lot of us would like to go when it comes to race, there's still been progress. It may not be as much as we want it to be. Yeah. Equality in the workforce, right? Women still get paid pennies on the dollar. Uh, correct. I wasn't, but there are women that do. Yeah. And I say that not to be an asshole. I say that so women know you don't have to. You do not have to be paid on, for pennies on the dollar, but so, but progress happens and, and I've seen it in my life and I think you've seen it in your life. Many of us have, you can't stop it. So my other favorite group are the millennials. And so I, I pulled this, I think it's a blogger guy actually, but he was interesting because he does this list. He goes, 74 of the most interesting facts about millennials. I'm like, click. Because <laughs> um, I like a good list, I like a good number. So, by the way, clickbait everybody. If you're going to write a blog, put a list in it, a number. Always. Um, and so he has a section in in this. By the way, his name is I think Dan Schwabel. Anyway, sorry Dan, if I didn't pronounce your last name right, or you'll never hear this. Um, but I feel like I need to do that, or I heart gets mad. Um, so, uh, so there's a section in there about values. Right. So I'm not going to talk about, you know, how they look at the economy and all that shit, because that's not what we're talking about. That's like first, second soccer shit. We're doing, you know, high level stuff here. One of the bullet points that Although I really love. Like, what we're talking about is root chakra stuff. It is. You're right. It is. Right? It we're, is. we're messing with the traditions. Yes, we are. You're absolutely right. right. In fact, and this is one that is actually related to that. 81% of millennials have donated money, goods or services. Yeah. That's right. Standing. Right. I mean, this is a, and I think that's a great first point because I see the millennials of service. Yep. They're the first ones that really started nailing our shit on the planet. They were nailing our shit, by the way, on smoking. They don't smoke, smoke pot, but they really do edibles. Let's be honest. <laughs> in fact, they're funny because what they have in common, because um, the boomers are interesting because they, there's commonalities from the Zeds with a time of the boomers, like the 60s, right? We talk about Saturn rolling around. Um, and then the millennials have something in common with boomers during the, around that same time, because um, you know it, uh, millennials are not about drinking alcohol. I mean, if it were up to them, beer wouldn't exist. 
um, they like THC. Yeah, they like THC. I mean, I read an article a while back about, um, I think it was the 15 things that millennials are trying to kill. And one of them was beer. (laughs) Golf was another one. No, seriously, I mean, this is amazing, guys. It just makes me laugh. I'm not doubting. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I encourage everybody to like take a page out of the Nerdy Elf book and give yourself an hour and just go search for this shit. You'll learn so much stuff. It's just fascinating. But they are of service. I love these guys. 75% of them see themselves as authentic and are not willing to compromise their family and personal values. Mm, That's real. Right? It's very real. And again, look at where the Zeds are. Like they're feeding off parts of the millennials to be better. Yeah, they're drafting. Right? They're totally drafting. They're on track to become the most educated generation in American history. They are 61% are worried about the state of the world and feel personally responsible to make a difference. That to me, I would have put as number one to tell you the truth, because that was my feeling about them. You know, um, I would say would be bigger than that. Um, Thanks. They also, here's a funny one. 39% of them have a tattoo. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. They are more tolerant of races and groups than older generations. So that makes sense, right? Because yeah. I'm technically an Xer and we'll get to my loser generation eventually. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're pretty, we're not very tolerant. I mean, there, we've also been called kind of the forgotten generation. Um, we are make up a pretty big chunk of the workforce because we just put our head down and started working and ignored everything is effectively what I think the Xers did. But, but these guys with everybody else, like the younger generations, it's like, um, the, the being horrified if they lose their phone, a computer would have more of a negative impact than not having a car. It's like, duh, of course, cause they could call an Uber. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. They're resourceful as hell. Like I yeah. think there's an app for everything. Yeah. Um, and if and there's not, they'll build it. <laughs> so. if not, it, it. Actually, yes, they actually will. They actually, one of the things that's so funny, you say that because in here, one of the things that they talked about was they really believe that anything can be solved with an app and if it doesn't exist, they'll make it. Yeah. Those are millennials, you know, they're also that whole balance, right? That work-life balance. And they, what's different about them than I think from a work ethic standpoint, their whole work ethic was, I don't want to do it unless I love it. Like they, which by the way, can't, no criticism. (laughs) It's like rock on, but they didn't want to work a lot like my dumbass generation. (laughs) Um, And then the Zeds, their work ethic is much more about I'll work, but it's a means to an end. I don't have to love it because I have all these other things I need to go do. Yeah. Right. Like it's a, it's a generic plug, plug and play. It is. It yeah. is. It's like, if I happen to like it, great. If I don't, I still need the cash to continue on with the things that I really want to do in this world, which is call me they. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely love these guys. And uh, I just want to say though, like, you know, like you're saying how they freak out if they don't have their phones, but you know, the reason they have their phones is from the, the generation X, right. That yeah. put their head down and worked. Like there's a lot of things, right there. So the generations really draft off the previous generation. They most definitely do. In fact, and forgive my uh, shuffling of paper, everybody, if you hear that, in the background, but I'm going to give you a couple interesting things about my loser act. Cause I really, my generation kind of blows because the list of values is very short. And I'm, and, and I think that's a very telling thing. They have three values for generation X where everybody else was like a page and a half of values. <laughs> they say generation Xers say the defining characteristics of the generation are hardworking, 
and weirdly lazy. So there's this extreme with the Xers. They say <laughs> um, they're the generation that built all the games. <laughs> they, seriously, they are. They, I mean, yeah, they, it's funny. It is. Uh, but we're also the MTV generation. So the, if you think about it, um, we were what they call the latchkey kids, right? And the whole latchkey term came about because mom started working. Yep. And the kids would wear a key around their neck to let themselves in and out of the house, you know, from school and, and extracurricular activities. And when you grow up that way, you actually become slightly invisible. So you feel that way compared to the previous generations because you don't have uh, one is uh, I can't tell you many people I grew up with that actually had two parents that were still married. Mm. Uh, so there's a bit of invisibility, I think, that comes with that. And then you're kind of you're kind of like, you know, sliding in and out of the house and. Um, so you don't feel seen. And I think there's, that's a very real thing. Independence there, but being very much independent. Dependent, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Another thing is this is this one that was upsetting to me. They say 12% say Gen X is unique because of their technology use, like you said, because we were the ones that really brought that, I think, to life, invented it, so to speak. And they also said, and how conservative they are. I'm like, when did my people become conservative? Well, that's usually a progression of age, right? I, I think that is yeah. certainly about age. You didn't, didn't start out that way, but as you have, as you're in the backside. <laughs> right, right. And then also this, what's also interesting, it's not listed on this, but it is part of other articles that I've read. Um, it is considered the forgotten generation. The media doesn't really talk about the the Xers. There's really nothing, a lot to say. We're also the ones that take care of, we do, we work, we take care of children and our aging parents. So right. we're the ones that, yeah, we're the sandwich generation and, and I love a sandwich. So that could be why <laughs> I'm not That's sure. It's a rolling generation, right? <laughs> oh, wait, we're talking about subs. <laughs> That's what I meant. My bad. It's totally your bad. Where have you been, which? <laughs> okay. I'll be, I'll be back in my lane. <laughs> you go back in your lane. If if I say sandwich, you need to know what I mean by a sandwich. But yes, the sandwich generation for sure. Um, but you know, we are very much kind of occupied from work, kids, aging parents. Because remember, our parents are boomers. Yeah. So the largest generations in terms of size are the boomers and the millennials, and we're the ones in the middle birth, birthing one of them or did. Yeah. And then caring for the latter, right? Huh. I didn't realize that. And the boomers, I mean, we're pretty much out of time, but here's the thing about boomers. They experienced, many of them, depends on, because it's a pretty broad yeah, um, a wider, age group for the yeah. boomers, but, you know, um, so much molded who they were. And then you start moving into Vietnam. Like that is, I think, probably um, more happened um, in terms of world events and a baby boomer's lifetime than any other generation. And you can see it, yeah, right? You can see yeah. and admire because I think a lot of the boomers, the, the female boomers, they were um, resilient, like yeah. your mom, right? Your mom, my mom. I mean, they were the trailblazers Badasses. for us. Yeah. They really were. And I remember, um, and I'll just tell this last quick story because this is something that was really important to me when I was working at Fox and mentoring the younger uh, women in the office. And uh, when we would have an election roll around, they'd be like, well, I don't know if I have to go time to go vote. And I said, come to my office. <laughs> You're about to be schooled. <laughs> You're about to get a little elfin schooling. Yeah. Yeah. And the first thing I would say was, I want you guys to know something if you were not aware. And they're like, what's that? And I said, women died for the right for you to vote. 
And they lo would look at me and I go, I have movies for you to watch because that's what they do, right? Nobody, they don't read. <laughs> I have movies for you to see. And I think it's important to know that when these things happen, like do not forget, you know, there's so many messages about don't forget, don't forget. And that was my message to them because these women, the suffrage movement, they died. I mean, it's truly, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, right? I mean, Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And so those boomers did a lot for us. They talk about progress. What movies did boomers. you watch? Oh, um, Iron Jaw Angel, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I saw that one at Sundance oh. uh, at the film festival. Yeah, it was it was incredibly moving. That was probably my most favorite one that I would recommend was Iron Jaw. And also the, the acting was brilliant. But that was, a, I think, a really a powerful one. They were raped. They were killed. Well, and threatened, right? And I mean, threatened. Like to live in that threat. The Just whole to vote. Yeah. And so again, these baby boomers and the women were incredible and hard, right? Like they went down a path never been down, have been down before. They just hadn't. Those women paved it for us. And um, so, and I love them. See, I love everybody except my own stupid generation. Um, but I do love them. And sorry, other Xers, I love you too, but you're, you're stupid. Um, we didn't really do a lot. I mean, we didn't in all the scheme. I mean, in the scheme of what we're talking about, like our impact was pretty low. We would see things. Here's the funny thing. We could see it. We could see the things that were happening. We just didn't do anything about it. And that is written about a ton. It's like, you guys could see it. You could assess it. You could see what was happening, where the wrongs were. You just didn't bother to write any of them. And they're, they're, that, I think that assessment is correct. And that's why we have a show. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think the book is complete on that generation. I really don't. It might not be. Yeah. It might not be. Um, I'm probably in the middle of the generation, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see what they say when you have to be our birth in here. Oh, shit. This is the one that, of course, doesn't have. Um, but I'm kind of in the middle, I think, of, no, I'm in, I'm in the older part, I think, of Generation X. So we're still, you know, pretty healthy and still functioning and still working. And yeah. so who knows? Maybe we'll pull it out of our ass in the end. <laughs> that's the only hope we have let us know what, what you guys think about these generations and we'd love to hear what inspires you and what uh, doesn't sit right with you we know you'll let us know and don't burn a book people we work really hard to write that shit don't burn them that's not cool <laughs> don't burn fucking books i just i mean it's just don't do it don't burn flags don't burn books come on people it's a little silly <laughs> it is it is silly because yeah. you're hurting the kids that's who yeah. you're hurting. Anyway, I'm obviously very passionate about that. Not just because I wrote a book. It's a miracle I did. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that they're hurting their own children by doing this. And that devastates me because we just can throw children away. And I hate it, even in aspects like this. And I don't have kids. So y'all are welcome. I'm pitting, you know, fighting for your children. Again, <laughs> okay. think about how you about your generational purpose. Think about the people you grew up with. Think about the people you work with. And, you know, what's the flavor? And embrace as much as you can. Learn from them. You might be older, but learn. Whatever age you are, learn from the generation underneath you. Yeah, because you can love them as much as we do. So remember. I'll stop talking because I want to I keep going. I won't. I won't. And remember, I know. Remember, remember, our school is hard. Blah, 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 blah. Without <laughs> Generation Z and millennials. <laughs> Mic drop. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tolerating me today. <laughs> love and you, Mike. You I love you, too. Bye.
Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.